recorded live. How you doing, Minister? Yeah, Master Henry, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm waiting for my heart to call in. You know, okay, okay. As you guys, I'm talking to a minute ago. 
She's trying to, I guess she's trying to gather up some of her troops, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, man, you know, I mean, this is such a subject, man, you know, and it's not just a conference because this is one of the reasons, man, why we got to set up the legal entity properly, man, so, you know what I'm saying, it won't be no more political prison, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. the politics, but the part of politics that was missing was the law. Uh-huh. How to defend yourself from that, you know what I mean? I mean, this is strategic war, I mean, you know, we're dealing with people, you know what I'm saying, who, who analyze everything. You know what I mean? That's right, that's right. We analyze everything, and if we analyze nothing, you know what I'm saying, how, how are we going to expect to find ourselves about it a loophole? You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? And that's why that's right. it's, it's good for us to have these conferences, man, so we can, you know, critically think, man, you know what I mean, and bring the words in, you know, and the whole situation uh-huh. like that we're in. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Then at the same time, you know, it goes on to see who is real, man. Because uh-huh. when people talk this, people talk that. But then, you know what I'm saying, when, when when we at the round table, which the conference started, because I know I'm at my round table at the conference, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm there at my own expense. I mean, I'm probably at your round table, but, you know, in other words, conference is not well for the round table. We're in the round table, you know what I'm saying? How many people are really going to join? I mean, uh-huh. how many going to cross examine the situation to try to, you know what I mean, advocate? You know what I mean? So that's right. Real, man. So some either talking or just pretending. Yeah, and some people just talk like they hear the they hear the soft talk. Huh? I said some people just just do things in different ways. You know, we just got to be able to focus on you know the main objective and try to push forward. It's just like a lot of a lot of stuff needs to be researched and how you can structure this and structure that and make it so it's just like how you gotta have a firewall on your computer to keep those viruses out and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, there's security measures, you know, saying that that you could take on the on the internet, you know, to avoid certain situations such as that, you know. Um, I've been on that to talk about it, you know, over the phone, on the computer, uh-huh. you know. But basically, you know what I mean, there's certain measures, you know, that you could take in order to, you know, protect yourself, man. Because just like I told you, man, one of my one of my main objectives, man, is security, man. You know what I mean? That's uh-huh. one of my main objectives, brother, you know. And I study security men down to the T. Okay, this is the Not Guilty Show. This is Mayor I Am, Mayor I Am's Productions. Amon, brother Amon, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, dokie, give me one second. I got to get this call. Pull this call in one second. Yeah. Yeah, but just like I told you, brother, I'm about the security, man. The reason why I focus much on the security because I know, man, that was our biggest downfall, brother. You know, what happened yeah. in Houston, Oklahoma, that happened because there wasn't no security, brother. <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? That happened right, because, right. you know what I mean, what happened with Dr. York, you know what I mean? That happened because there wasn't no security. That's right. You know that's what I'm right. saying? 
what happened uh-huh. to Fred Hamilton, that happened because there was no security. Uh-huh. You coming into this, man, and you knowing it's dangerous, you know the possibility of what happened, you know what I'm saying? But then again, you don't secure yourself. Right, right. Right. Now, Brother Malcolm and Brother Amon, I do have Malcolm Arrow, Arrow Malcolm on the phone. Oh, Are you okay. able to hear me? Okay, yeah, yeah. He's on his way to work, and, and I just wanted him to be introduced properly. And so I'm going to let him tell you about himself. He's the, um, he's the start of our economic program, one of the biggest, and, um, and where we're going to be able to get this lumber from here to Jamaica or from here to Cuba or what have you. He's laid it out for me. So I'll just ask you to explain it, Malcolm. Right. Um, this Miriam. Um, this is like um, exports from the United States um, to the islands. Um, we have trading, which is um, ravaged by um, excess lumbering. You know. So um, I read an article on um, such thing, which says if you look at it from the satellite um, images, you'll see um, brown spots where AT is concerned. So the government of Jamaica and other um, neighboring um, Caribbean islands implement a ban on uh, um, lumbering in Jamaica. So in the United States here, we have a lot of different um, trees in which we can um, harvest for um, furniture purpose on the island. We, um, we do a lot of furniture there. So we're looking forward um, to harvest um, some lumber here birch, pine, you know, cherry, and all those stuff, and have them um, shipped out um, to the island. We're starting with Jamaica first, seeing that I'm from Jamaica. Yes. We're starting out with that country because I know um, pretty much um, the import-export movement there, you know. So in yes. a few months, I'll um, have that, um, you know, information together and present it. And along with Miriam, we try to see if we can start... Um, that together. So, and, and also, if you will, Malcolm, I'm, I'm just showing off because you've been such an outstanding friend to me and um, actually met by way of my daughter, Sade, who I adore um, at, at um, Atlanta Tech. That's where, that's where your beginnings are with my daughter. And um, you also study aviation there as well as airplane mechanic, uh, the, the piloting where you fix the mechanic, your airplane uh, pilot mechanic. Um, so I probably didn't give that the correct uh, title. So could you clear that up for me? Right. Um, coming to this country um, back in 1992, I came as a foreign student to study aviation. And my first um, point of contact was um, Miami, Florida. I went to... Baker Aviation, which is um, in the Dade, Miami area. After leaving there, I went to Sacramento City College, did aviation again, and I finished um, in um, Georgia, Atlanta Technical College. Atlanta Technical College is um, is equipped with just more than um, mechanical aviation. It um, is equipped for um, the technical side of uh, avionics. So I moved on into from that AMP um, program into avionics and did a, a few core classes, which there is your for an associate um, degree. I did that associate degree, 
at Little Georgia College um, in Cochrane, um, Georgia. That's uh, about 150 miles south from Atlanta. And move on into a bachelor's program. But during my time um, in America, I implemented a restaurant, a Jamaican restaurant, and um, bought some trucks and so forth and had a little shipping company. I tried to do every little thing which would enhance, um, you know, me going to school. So while driving that truck, I tried to save enough money for um, the entry um, to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. So I went to Delta Connection in Sanford, Orlando. I spent two years there and got a, a pilot license. You do um, your private instrument, move on into the commercial. But these um, institutions, um, they collect the money, you know, $57,000, you know. You say how much? So, how many thousand? They, they deliver. They, they, they deliver your license, but with 340 hours, you have no place going because um, companies don't really hire you with um, that amount of hours. To, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's minimum hours. Yeah. The minimum these companies are looking for is 1,200 and 1,500 hours. Mm-hmm. And you have to have it in a um, certain category. You know? So I, I didn't worry to pursue the flight as much because it gets get expensive. It can mm-hmm. be expensive. Yes. So I'm engaged now in um in the mechanical part of aviation, working for many different outfits. I work with um STS, which is a staffing company. Work with um AAR Miami. Work with AAR Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I work at Lockheed Martin. I work at ATS Aviation Technical Services. Mm-hmm. And I work um at uh, Spirit Aerospace, that's out there in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I work with Spirit Airline also in Michigan. And all these are a combination of different things. Some some of it is avionics, some of it is uh, the mechanical part of it, and some of it mm-hmm. is um, structures. Right now um, I'm in Indiana, and I'm doing structures. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at right now. What you're doing, you're doing structures with the, with Delta? Right. Um, it's um, indirectly with Delta. Delta airplane come to the facility. Mm-hmm. So um, I do, um, I fix on the 757s and the 737s. Mm-hmm. Um, they come in for um, hail damage. They come mm-hmm. in for um, like a, a sea check where we tear down the aircraft. We take up carpet, take out the ski, take out the lavatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avionics guy will come. They put on um, Wi-Fi on the aircraft and then we deck out the aircraft with new lads, new galleys. Mm-hmm. New um, floorboards, we yeah. put in um, new carpet, new seats, yeah. and the airplane is ready to go again. And if we have to change an engine, we do it right there, too. Well, I do want to bring up the fact that you had had a school in Florida while you were there working, so you were teaching young children, I mean, you know, the age, ages of, like, what, 14 to a certain right. age? Um, um, more than, um, um, less than 14, more than 14. What mm-hmm. happened, I found out that um, the young black kids yeah. do not have, like, a platform yeah. to embark on to be introduced yeah. to aviation. So what I do, I try to go around to find um, schools which mm-hmm. would um, take the, the, the kids on a field trip. So I found a few schools there. I yeah. introduced myself to them, what do I do? And yeah. I also um, teach with uh, people at AAR Miami, because I did this when I was in Miami. Mm-hmm. I um, informed them that I'll be taking schools over here on 
um, like field trip tours of the facility. So mm-hmm. they give me like a one day pass. They want to know how much kids come in. And yeah. then the kids would bus, the school would bus the kids there. Yeah. And I take them on a tour through the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, doing this is to reach out to the, the young black kids. That yes. It's not only one type of people can um, really fix an aircraft or fly aircraft. Or it's fly, yeah. Right. So I try to um, enlighten them on that subject. Also, um, I get to find out that in these facilities, there are lots of mechanics who don't have a license. Sound good, sound I good. I, I, I see the brother, you know what I'm saying, real successful. Um, we yeah. got somebody else calling in from North Georgia. I'm not sure who it is. Did you okay, invite he's, anybody uh, he's else? Driving, yeah, he's driving to work, so he'll he'll answer any questions until he has to go to work. But he's, oh, yeah, instrumental. Okay. he's instrumental because he can teach as well as he's he's a fast, fast learner. So in us taking the prison program and we are being able to reform each other, that's why this is so important. And that's why he's played a major part in my life because he's taught me a lot, but as I'm just as ambitious as he is, you know, but he loves his country of Jamaica. I love where I come from, Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> but I'm born to Africa, you know, so that's, that's why I just I love him so much. So what does the caller say? Um. I know you mentioned you said you're gonna have a sister call in. I'm not sure where she was calling in from, but it's somebody okay. else from North Georgia. I mean, you want to introduce yourself? Okay. Yes, I would like for her to introduce herself. Oh, okay. Yeah, introduce yourself, sis, and just say how how you playing a part in the maybe prison reform or how you gonna play a part in the radio, uh, in an internet. Go ahead. This is the sister. What's up, everyone? My name is Patate. And um, I'm here with um, Mariam, and we're uh, going to be playing a part uh, with the radio as far as editing video, talking about prison systems and things of that nature. I have people who went in there, so we can elaborate on that, and we know um, someone who went there as well. But that's how we're playing a part with uh, Sister Mariam in her production. Okay, sounds great. So you say you edit videos. What type of videos do you edit? I mean, do you use what type of um, program you use for video editing? Um, I actually just got this new software that my brother sent me. So I was using Sony, but he sent me a more easier one. So I have to uh, p- play with that, but I'm familiar with Sony. Okay. I'm going to use a, a different one. <laughs> okay. Um, is there any projects you have completed uh, that I'm able to view to check out? No, I don't have any projects completed at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, Cool. Yeah. So currently, what type of um, project are you working on? Well, we're working on one now um, with the, the case of Dr. Malachi York on releasing the sales and things like that to help us, you know, aid with him. But that's what I'm currently working on. It's not finished. And when it does be finished, we'll be gladly to show everyone how it's going to turn out and how it's going to be. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Oh, um, yeah. Please. Brother, go ahead. Did you have someone that wanted to ask Malcolm before he gets off the phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask Malcolm if he could join us tomorrow, you know, at 8 p.m. because the, the topic that, you know, saying uh, he covering is more aimed towards, you know, that conference, you know, sure. the Save Our Youth and Family Conference where we, we could get in more in-depth, you know, saying with the economics because, I mean, we actually have lumber on the land, you know, saying that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, saying minister, 
you know, St. John have in South Carolina. So yes. we, we could we could already make a direct business transaction. Once we acquired the land, we could cut the lumber. All the brother, all brother Malcolm had to do was just you know find the find the buyers. You know, what I'm saying who who want to get this lumber. If he if he if he don't already have them or not, but we could definitely supply it if he have the demands. And then from there, no. And then, yes, no, uh, I do have um, I, I have buyer which is um ready. Um, it's in demand okay. here right now. Okay, well, 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 well. Basically, we're just gonna have to focus on the distribution. But um, yeah, we, we'll talk about it more on Monday. You know what I mean? Cause we're already about thirty minutes, twenty-one minutes into the show. You know, and this is a not not guilty conference, so we could build more on the economics on Monday. But we'll yeah. appreciate you know what I'm saying? if you if you if you could either listen or participate on this particular content, which is you know mm-hmm. saying the prison system in America. So let's focus more on that right now. Thank you. But what I'm what I'm gonna do, Malcolm, is make sure that you have his number and vice versa. And when you got time, then let's talk before then, so we can already know what to anticipate. Cause he, I haven't filled him in on the brother Henry in South Carolina. Um, and and so the thing with this, um, save our save our family uh, and our youth, our youth and our families is um, where as the Gullah Geechees, we are uh, wanting to develop our own land like we always have. And so we do that under the principles of my eye. And I'm not sure if Brother Henry is on the phone, um, but we we are a total package. So we we will make ourselves independent of anybody. You know, we don't have to have a structure where we have to depend on, as we say, the government or anything like that. We already were indigenous, you know, and we already were sovereign. So we operate out of those uh, areas. So that's why I just want to merge everything together. And I do know you have to go to work, um, but you're so insightful. I just wanted you to be a part of this call. And okay. if you're able to tomorrow, I don't know what your time is like tomorrow. What I can do is um ask for some time um on the job. Mm-hmm. So when that time comes I'll get um maybe a half an hour break from them. Okay. And be able to give them more information, right? All righty. All right. I thank you so much. And I'll text you. Looking forward. Looking forward to hearing from you tomorrow, brother Martin. All right. All right. Once I get that heads up, maybe like ten minutes before the time. I'm yeah. Good. I'll text you to I'll text you today all of the info. Okay. All right. Thank you. Much. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Just go ahead and hang up. I'll just let you hang up. All right. Okay. Thanks. Go ahead, brother. I'm on. All right. So basically, you know, I mean, I mean, just as I said, this is your show. I'm just a host. So yeah. I mean, yeah. the updates you have, you know, what I'm saying in regards, you know, the jurisdictional system, you know, what I mean, the prison system, anything in that nature. Yeah. Did you get any feedback from when you posted up about? Um, President Obama going into the uh, prison and and interviewing those guys, they were they had light sentences. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, you know, what I'm saying President Obama was the first president in history to go to a federal prison. You know, what I mean, sit down and basically, you know, talk to the prisoners, you know, about their situation and stuff yes. in that nature. And mm-hmm. so when he he made his announcement at the uh, NAACP. And you know, you do your history on the NAACP. You know they, you know, saying funded by the so-called Jews. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, you know they're objective. Their objective is phony. 
you know, in uh, yeah. I believe you saying that was just a, a front. Uh, President Obama really being interested in the jurisdictional system. But according mm-hmm. to that documentary, you know what I'm saying, that I put together called uh, Books versus Bars, which should be available at Indiegogo, but, um, you know, Brother Nanu Hotep told me that he having problems logging in. You know what I mean? Oh, so I don't know the situation okay. with that. This Indiegogo.com. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Indiegogo.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. whenever, whenever you guys figure out that situation about the login information, then we can post the video so people can watch it. But basically, okay. you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, he, he, he did visit, he did talk to these prisoners, you know what I'm saying, and stuff in that nature. And, you know, they talk about, you know, how the war on drugs was really wasn't no actual war, you know what I'm saying, it was just a, a, a design method for mass incarceration, you know, of right. people in lower income cities. Predominantly, you know what I'm saying, African Americans. And uh, 93%, you know what I'm saying, uh, the people who are incarcerated in the drug trade are just small peddlers, and they say 7% is the kingpin. So if you really want to try to fix the problem, you will focus on the 7% because the 7%, the kingpins, are the ones, you know what I'm saying, who are bringing it from, from, from other countries into this country. Right. You know what I mean? So. I mean, I mean, I mean, common sense would tell you and everybody, you know, that, um, you know, and, and this coming out from the prosecutor's mouth, the ex-prosecutor yeah. who, is, who is a judge right now, coming out of his mouth, the guy who brought down John Gotti coming out of his own mouth. He even yeah. say that, you know what I'm saying, the system, you know what I'm saying, is racist, you know what I mean? He, he even tell you, you know what I'm saying, that if you want to get rid of the problem, you focus on the kingpin. So, you know what I'm saying? They're right. just, you know, focusing on, you know, young African-Americans, you know what I mean? And exactly. Basically incarcerated a whole damn generation. You know what I'm saying? A whole fucking Exactly. Excuse my language, but, you know, yeah. that was happening. I mean, everybody yeah. knows what's funny. President Obama, you know, in the video, he he said that, you know what I'm saying, there's bias in the system, there's injustice in the system. You know, as an African-American child, you know what I'm saying, uh, do the same I mean, getting to the same type of problem that a European child would get into is more like than likely that the punishment is going to be different. You know what I'm it's going to be different. That's right. In the circumstances, you know what I'm saying, in the um, you know, black community and the European community, you know, that you could get away with more shit in the European community. Yeah. And then you even have a surgeon making his own confession in the video stating, European surgeon stating that, you know, they specifically were given orders to target, you know what I'm saying, males between the age range of 16 to 24 years old. And he said that he just said out of his own mouth, he's sure they would have went to the European community, they would have found the same amount, you know what I'm saying, that people were possessing of drugs as they found in the American community. But that's not their objective. Their objective is to focus on young African-American males from the age 16 to 24. You know, mm-hmm. and the reason why, because those are the potential fathers. And what they really trying mm-hmm. to do, you know what I'm saying, is, you know, you know, the whole prison system, you know what I'm saying, the design, you know what I mean, to feminize males, you know what I'm saying, turn them into homosexuality. So exactly. To get, get rid of all the young males so they, so we can't procreate and feminize right. them when we get right. out the motherfuckers. We no longer invest right. in women and shit like that. Exactly. So it's just a tactic, you know what I'm saying, to depopulize us. And that's the reason why, you know what I'm saying, the not guilty show is very important. 
because we've mm-hmm. got to bring this awareness. This is a fucking genocide. Exactly. It's more than mass incarceration. This is fucking genocide. It is. It is. And it's something that had been planned from long, long ago. And I do tend to go a little, you know, um, biblical because th- they taught that. They basically pushed the Bible, which we came from books way before that. But when it talked about the Pharaoh and it talked about Moses in the Bible, Exodus and all of that, it talked about how the Pharaoh had had basically put a contract out on every firstborn son. So it wasn't so much that it was every firstborn son, it was every Negro, every Nubian child, and more specifically the Nubian boy child, you see. So if they could okay. take and oh, is that Brother Henry? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right, all right. What's going on, my friend? It's being black tasty. That's on it though. <laughs> oh, it's a new way. We gotta coin that. We gotta we gotta put that on some t-shirts. You know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, but yeah, they definitely did, brother. I'm gonna focus on the the young males, and then now you know it's not even males anymore. It's you know. Uh, the sister, I couldn't think of her name last week, is Ned. Her name is N-E-D-D. And she's out of prison now. I saw her on Facebook. And, um, well, jail from Clayton County where they locked her up for making those statements. And she had, a, like, a, a machine gun that she had pointed toward the camera. So, But they were saying that she was making threats towards somebody that was threatening to come and hurt her in her home. So sometimes we have to be patient enough just to listen to the story, find out what's happening. Because once once you go in those jail cells, they can paint the picture whatever way they want to paint the picture. And that's why we have to have our own media. They paint the picture the way that they want to and make her look like she's wrong. But she was fucking fed up. You know, like how many more times do we have to see our kids? I can't even remember. Now, after Trayvon Martin, I'm starting to lose uh, uh, memory on how many brothers are actually getting killed. You know, after yeah. after Garner, you know, I can't I keep you. up. Right, right. You know, check this up. But a lot of people, yeah. you know what I'm saying, not really acknowledging right now is that right. for the last half decade, the incarceration rate per female has actually been higher per male. What? So, you know, in the last five years, you know what I'm saying, more females been getting locked up than males. Particularly, mm-hmm. you know, an American woman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know what I'm saying? They're targeting the woman. You know what I'm saying? We need cameras. We need cameras. We know that the, we know that the media, we know who the, we know who funded the media system, who funded the first, Mm -hmm. all the media system was bought up by Rockefeller. He monopolized that shit. Okay. He the hidden hand of the, uh, of monopolizing you know what I'm saying, um, you know, the, the news coverages. Because, you know, mm-hmm. um, in this country, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's really against the law to monopolize. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, this, but, but, but you're thinking of a family, you know what I'm saying, who, who knew, who, who, who studied the economics, you know what I'm saying, of this country and studied the business uh, right. you know what I'm saying, and right. the commerce of this nation, you know what I'm saying, when it was first developed. You know what I mean? Exactly. Somebody who focused, you know what I'm saying, on, on on the business, you know what I'm saying, the laws, the economics of this nation for over a century. You know right. I mean? They raised their children 
all the children is, is, is raised, you know what I'm saying, into masterminding mm-hmm. certain aspects of this economy. So they right. so they could pull a lot of stuff off without being known, without it being related to them because they know how to use the loopholes of the system and, you know what I'm saying, navigate through the system. They got 100 years over any family. Mm-hmm. Any family, 100 years straight, you know what I'm saying, they've been masterminding wow. So that's basically servitude. That's the servitude because they make a three hundred year plan. They make a the Rockefeller family monopolized the whole goddamn you know mm-hmm. media system. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's what you got to understand. If you know about that family, you'll know that their whole objective is to give you everything late. Oh. And when they give it to you, they 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 they, they give it to you in a smokescreen form. Oh, okay. Divert you from the true objective. So if you're mm-hmm. only focusing on the media, you only focus on what's being mentioned in publicity, then you're already behind. That's why wow. you gotta know how to focus on the loopholes, look between the lines, see the hidden symbol symbolism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're already late. Yeah. Mm. So this stuff they've been doing to the sisters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. They just talking about it now, man. Then they late. Mm. Well, you know, and then I have I have issues too. I mean, this this conversation can go on forever because you know when you bring up the sisters, I got to keep bringing up the brothers because when say for instance, I got five daughters, all beautiful, and one son, and I taught my son from an early age. It's not no bouncing no ball around here. You're not gonna be no athlete or no rapper. That's just out. Okay, get in there and read a book. You see. And there ain't going to be no, no prison. My son will never see the walls of a prison because I, I will bring this whole earth down. That's the power that women have. I will, I will bring this whole planet down because God said all you got to do is think it and put the word out. I'm telling you, all shit is going to crumble if somebody touched my son. Okay, so now we got that out the way. Now I got these five daughters that's going to need husbands. So now you got a huge population of prisoners. So that means that my my baby's daddy or my baby's uh, 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 grandbaby's daddy is going to possibly be a, a ex prisoner or ex felon. And a lot of the time, it don't mean that they actually committed a crime. It's just that they get trapped and don't know how to give the proper wording or don't know the law. And the law for them and the law for us is different. There are rules and there are laws. There are articles. You see what I'm saying? Because rules and laws can be changed and altered if you just do an amendment or you add an article. So it can be changed, but we got to know how to read and write. And therefore, we do have to educate ourselves. And so uh, Reverend York has said that most of his uh, uh, strongest uh, uh, supporters and the warriors are really in the prisons, not the people out here, not the people out here. Because we don't appreciate, you know, we come from other other places. We were raised in different places. And we're in America, and we can go get a Budweiser when we want. We can go to a movie. You know, it's all different types of things that we can take advantage of that we don't. But when foreigners come here, that's why they're running in flocks trying to get here, because we have the land of gold, milk and honey. You know, and so when I was children, that's why I told my son young, I said, you better get every form of education you can because once you get it and you get that paper, they can't take it from you, baby. There's nothing they can do once you got that in your mind. This was, this, you know? this another thing. This is another thing that people um, should be, be 
focusing on. It's a sister named Michelle Alexander. I suggest everybody to research her and definitely check out her book called The New Jim Crow mm-hmm. and Color Blindness. But anyways, okay. this is to say that, you know what I'm saying, the jurisdictional system was designed to make African-American males, particularly second-class citizens. Because mm-hmm. when, you become a con, when you become an ex-convent, when you become a felon, you're a second-class citizen. Yeah. You have many rights. You know what I mean? You can't yes. change. You can't jobs no longer available. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You, you can't public vote. Public assistance no longer available. Some states you can't mm-hmm. get food stamps, you can't get housing, you can't even rent a home. You know what I'm saying? I mean just you just basically yep. from society, you know you really don't have no opportunity. So what people exactly. don't realize people don't realize is that you got a lot of brothers around here walking around this motherfucking second class mm-hmm. citizen. And people, you know what I'm saying, despising them based off of this condition, this situation, but they don't realize that they're a second-class citizen. That's what we got to realize. Still to this day in America, we got second-class citizens roaming around this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. what the condition is designed to. It's Jim Crow 2.0. Mm. That's exactly what it is. Wow. And then as you being a second-class citizen, already brain segregation, you know what I'm saying, without enforcement. Because, you know, if you're a first-class citizen, what business you got to do with a second-class citizen? Wow. So all the second-class citizens, you know what I'm saying, basically be amongst themselves. You don't know what I want to deal with them. There ain't no first-class citizen don't want to deal with no second-class citizen. They despise them. Mm-hmm. Well, so that, what... Well, the thing that I – I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. Uh, But, yes, I will go in and look at that book, you know, because the more you um, inform yourself, then you can act according, you know. Um, I just wanted to read something that um, Reverend York wrote um, some – in 1999, March of 1999. It says, The Real Constitution – And it says, when the English came and created the government that existed today, that exists today, it was not taken from an English system, but a native one. The Constitution of the United States was plagiarized from the Iroquois Kayanche Koa, which translates great law of peace by Thomas Paine. It is also noteworthy that the beginning of the Constitution, we the people, is the exact meaning of the original name of the Cherokee tribe of Native American, which is Annie Yunwia, despite what you have been taught in your schools and universities, the Constitution of the United States of America was not written by James Madison. It was written by Thomas Paine. He used the six nations of the Iroquois oral constitution known as the Great Law of Peace, as the base of a foundation which to form the Constitution of the United States. This system was a very highly developed political system of the Iroquois Six League of Nations, predated the, uh, uh, it was the League of Nations governed by women. This is called the gynecocracy. The Iroquois' own oral constitution predates the United States Constitution by centuries. The Iroquois oral constitution was also called the white, wrote, uh, the white Roots of Peace, Great Law of the Iroquois. 
The Iroquois Confederacy is made up of six tribes, the Seneca, the Cayuga, the Onondaga, the Unida, the Mohawk, and the Tuscarora tribes. Their constitution allowed for free expression, representation in government's checks and balance of a sovereign state. These are all of the elements that make up sound familiar. This does this sound familiar? Excuse me. If you do do a little research and read history books on the subject, they will make statements such as this: the Confederation of States, in reference to the Constitution of the U.S. that became the United States of America, may have been patterned after the Iroquois League, the Oral Constitution. This was taken from the World Book Encyclopedia, volume volume ten, page three sixty five. So, if I have to make sure that I stand on my square, and that's why I'm telling you first about the Constitution that I come from. I am an American citizen, but at the same time, I found out about my sovereignty, and I found that out through reading, and I found that out through Reverend York, through, which is Chief uh, Thunderbird Black Eagle. Is we call him Maku, which is a tribal name means tribal leader. So. I must first stand on my square and tell you this is where my law comes from. I come from a system of women, and and we, and we don't rule with bruteness. We don't rule out of, um, you know, idiocracies. We rule with passion but not emotional, and we are fair. And that's how, how that's how the world was before we let men rule, and that doesn't mean that men cannot rule. It just means that it is – in America, it is a Western world way of thinking where, you know, a lot of introduction to um, the 666, low vibrational thinking, um, which people here are governed by their sex. They're, they're, that's how they operate, off 666, off of gluttony, uh, off of greed, and things like that. We, as the people, only govern by way of fairness, and we didn't use guns. We didn't use all those, you know, these vicious uh, beastly like ways. We didn't have beastly ways. We were kind people, and that's how the the European got on land anyway. They came asking, begging for what we had. We didn't even realize that the gold was good, but they did, and they didn't just take some. They took everything, and then gave us a memory and erased our memory, and then stole our identity. You know, so they talk about that crap now, stolen identity. That's a farce on a credit card and all that shit because a credit card is not real. The real money is the goal. And the real money is in us unifying. That's where the real value is, is in us unifying. You know, so vote and buy gold is is my motto for right now. <laughs> Make your voice heard, take a participation in the right thing. And 100% of what you donate to Indiegogo.com or to my PayPal goes to the reforming of the prison system, York's reform prison system. That's where I got my start. And I'm just taking my stardom and my voice, which I have a lot of voice because I do have a whole studio that I can host a show out of, event out of, to, for, to broadcast the truth. And that's what my job is. My job is to put it in as, as much color and much detail as I can. But my job is to tell you the truth, and that could be at any expense because I have to do what God tells me to do. So right. 
that's where the not guilty show derived from. So on my Facebook page, I will ask people to go to my Facebook page. It is Miriam Canty, um, and and that's uh, M-I-R-I-A-M Canty, C-A-N-T-Y. My tribal name is Ma'at Rehat, which is Justice in Ray's house, and that's spelled M-A-A-T space R-E space H-A-T. And that is my, those are my two Facebook uh, pages. And so you'll see on there, Indiegogo.com, you'll see Comcast Studios 25. Um, you'll begin to see a lot of my uh, other coworkers, my other um, producers, executive producers, and things like that out of Comcast Studios 25. And we're all working together. We're all majorly networking, but they're doing what they do. I do what I do, but we come together. So um, I have ministers. Uh, Dr. Monica Pinnock is one of my, my favorites. She keeps me going. She keeps me um, grounded. Um, and there are several others. There is a, a lady that, that I will introduce you to by the name of Diella Rayson, and she is the district attorney for DeKalb County over the uh, Stop the Sex Trafficking Unit. And we do have the uh, endorsement 100% from Governor uh, of of Georgia, uh, Purdue. I want to keep saying Sonny, Sonny Purdue, but that's not him. Um, uh, what is the the guy, the, the governor now? But we'll have his name. He's he's important. But we'll use him, but he's not as important as as, as others. Um, we're stopping the tra- the sex traffic. How people are are dealing with uh, the children, um, taking children from uh, around. Uh, the Atlanta area, like within the two-hour two radius of the Atlanta airport, and they're going and they're snatching children. But they're bringing the children back through Atlanta because it's a port that's close to a lot of the other ports within a two-hour radius. So they take the children and then take them back up into Buckhead, and they'll be walking in a mall, which Lenox Mall, and you won't know that they're – being abused sexually and that they have been taken. A lot of these kids don't realize they're being taken because where they're being snatched from is more impoverished than where they are. So sometimes they consider, they think that it's, it's a treat, but they don't realize when they get taken, they're going to be used and, and, and um, housed as a sex slave. And also their parents don't miss them because they don't have food in some of these places. They don't have housing in some of these places. So they are being imprisoned in right here in rich area. Well, I'm not in Georgia, but they are being um, uh, slave traded right in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. So the the uh, attorney, uh, Diella Rayson, is uh, spearheading a huge uh, part in stopping that, and I'm I'm right there with her. And I'm not going to stop talking about that. That is part of uh, prison reform. We do have uh, where we can uh, house the ladies. There are different people that are working with me, Danica Wallace, who's been working with um, prison reform for women. And then uh, on air last week we had uh, Honey Anthony, uh, who talked about how he's been going into prisons and and, uh, ministering in prisons uh, since, like, 99. So um, on his side, there are the men that we can help to reform, giving jobs and counseling and uh, GED, uh, you know, a great start 
in a lot of areas, but because of Arrow Malcolm, we can move quickly and we can start to get jobs, uh, carpentry, you know, aviations. There are so many things that we can do. Uh, the brothers that already have accepted some of our lumber in Jamaica, um, they have honey that we can trade. You know, there's different things that we could, that's how we used to barter before. We would barter with, with items, you know, a needle, beans, rice, uh, a coat. Um, you know, we barter for things that we needed. And the cosmetics came later, you know, like the rims and the gold teeth and all of that. That stuff came, I'm being sarcastic when I said that. But, um, you know, we can begin to raise really, really fast as a, as a nation, and it's not going to take long because of the experience of the people that we're going to pull in our pool, very strong people like Minister John Henry. Brother, Brother Henry, can we hear from you? Hold on, hold on, yes, hold on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to mention one thing because what you said, son, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Has within me. But anyways, um, uh, when you read actual facts, now I apologize for cutting you. I, I, I get right back to you. Oh, it's okay. But, but if you read actual facts, you know what I'm saying, uh, number 17, which is called um, emotional energy, mm-hmm. they talk about, you know, uh, how the way that the um I'm not able to hear you. Basically, basically it talks about emotional energy, right? Yes. So the, the 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 type of emotional energy that we're dealing with currently, you know what I'm saying, it basically designed, you know what I mean, to lower our forces and block our etheric connections, you know what I'm saying, between you know what I mean? Our ancestors, you know what I mean? Yeah. From from above, from above yeah. you know what I'm saying? The Osiris, you know what I'm saying? is serious. And yeah. what we got to understand is that these people, they have to strike emotions such as fear, you know what I mean? Such as, you know what I'm saying? Anger, you know what yeah. I mean? Such as, um, you know, any type of negative type of emotion because the reason why they have to do that is to lower our vibration, so we won't be yeah. able, you know what I'm saying, to connect with our ancestors, you feel what I'm saying? And yeah. they say basically our power, you know what I'm saying, lies in that. Our power lies in that divinity because once our vibe, because, you know, we're not etheric beings. So once, you know what I'm saying, we resonate, you know what I'm saying, on, on the mm-hmm. seventh, eighth, ninth etheric plane, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically anything anything on this plane will won't even prosper against us, which is the real meaning behind no weapons will prosper against the righteousness. You feel what I'm saying? But the only reason why we are able, you know what I'm saying, to become victims is because we're not resonating, you know what I'm saying, on our plane. We're resonating on the low plane, you know what I'm saying, which basically makes it, make make in which enable, you know what I mean, spirits, you know what I'm saying, from, um, you know what I mean, from, 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 from people ancestors besides our own, to come in to possess us, to bring us out of our mind, bring us out of our nature, bring us out of ourself. You know what I mean? So the whole, you know what I mean, objective is not to let the energies of these negative emotions, you know what I'm saying, affect you, because that's the whole thing. I mean, we think about it, they manipulate the tones of the music and everything sound, tone, vibrations, and light. So when they manipulate the tones of the music, now lower our frequencies, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, you know what I mean? They 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 send frequencies, you know what I'm saying, uh, but through, through through the television system, you know what I'm saying, they keep us low. 
You know what I mean? They 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 they, they, they constantly you know saying doing stuff you know saying to strike fear, to strike anger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and all this other stuff within us. You know what I mean? To to keep us at a low vibration. So that's one mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? We got we got we got to keep in mind. We we got to continually focus on our true nature. You know what I'm saying? Our true right. nature is is divine. That's what we got to focus right. on. Then and then once that's we right. do that, then we, we're not going to be touched. It's just as simple as that. That's so, right. That's right. I want to expound on that just a little bit because I've been watching a, a, a couple of things. I saw some things on Facebook, but I did see something um, where it's talking about the vibration. And, um, of course, you know, um, there are postings, of course, uh, about vibration and sound. And it's very important as well as the colors. Um when you talk about vibration, one way that they bring the vibration down, like you said, is through the tone. And that's one thing that Reverend York talked is, is that, you know, you have to be very careful not only what you ingest, uh, you know, physically like what you eat, but also what you hear and what you see because it becomes a part of you as well. And so, um, so, so for instance, I remember reading about how the blue lights affect us. So, like, um, it's been reported that a lot of people that are going crazy now, you have been having a lot of the moon cycles. You've been having the blood, the blood moon cycles, um, which affects uh, people's moods and their thinking and, and, and things like that. But also... When they, if if you've ever been stopped by a policeman and his blue lights were flashing on you, it's something that hits you in your DNA, and you can feel it. And 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 like you said, it is to constantly pump fear because that's all they have working for them. They cannot use any other form of emotion to to make us do something against our will, like you know, stand and slave for over four hundred years. That's all the tactic they've used for for many, many years. Take your identity, hide it, cut off the noses of all your family uh, portraits, the statues and things like that, and um, hit you with infrared, you know, hit you with gamma waves, alpha waves, and things like that, which also changes your tones and your moods and things like that. So I just wanted to expound on that because I, I just find that very interesting that you – that you mentioned that, you know, and that's something that we have to be careful of. And that's why Egyptians wrote instructions on the wall. That's why they they actually depicted us, Nubian people, very dark on different, uh, I would say, caves as well as inside of pyramids, which can be the same thing, you know. Um, that That's our DNA instructions you know, that they left us so that we wouldn't be lost. So it it can come in the form of reading body language. It can come, come in the form of actually, um, you know, just having an emotion to be able to feel. And yeah, so that's it's a universal. Mm-hmm. Everything is sound, vibrations, and light. You know what I mean? That, that's yes. the whole existence. Yeah. Everything outside of that, you know what I'm saying, is an illusion. Yeah. When vibration becomes dense, you know what I'm saying, when the density spread it apart, it becomes solid. You know right. what I mean? When, when, when the atom molecules are closer to, to each other, you know what I'm saying, it becomes less dense. Yes. So it's a, it's a manipulation. That's why they give us artificial light. 
I want to give an artificial sound, you know what I'm saying? They make the, the they make the music electronic instead of keeping it, you know, right? An original tone for drums, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, yes. the natural elements and stuff in that nature. That's why you know, and everything sends off a vibration. That's why they make artificial metal, artificial plastic. Oh. You know, right. I mean? everything is made artificial. You know, mm-hmm. the vibration and the basically, you know, saying to be in your right state of mind. You know what I mean? Oh. Be in your right state of being. You really mm-hmm. have to expect yourself, you know what I'm saying, for this type of civilization. But the part, but, but the mistake that we make is that we try to mimic. We, when we try mm-hmm. to go for ourselves and build on our own, we try to mimic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they have mm-hmm. this civilization. And we can't do that. But that's what's true. Yeah. You know what saying? At a lower level. That's, That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, Brother Minister Henry, son, I don't want to feel like he's being just cut off and forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, brother, brother, he know when to take. He know to take take his part. He play a major major role in this. Yeah, I just sitting back and, and, and listening right now and letting everybody, you know, say what they have to say. There's all some good topics. You know, mm-hmm. and raising our vibrations and everything. Matter of fact, to touch a little bit on the human trafficking, mm-hmm. uh, we know that started way back in the days, but they just did uh, have something on the news just a couple of days ago saying that um, Charleston, South Carolina, ranks number 10 in human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like it like kind of like blew me out of the water a little bit because I hear about these things, but you know I have so much on my table, you know I don't have time to go ahead and dig mm-hmm. a little bit further. But yeah. I know, I know in my subconscious that there was 300 Mexicans that were shipped to Charleston, and then all of a sudden they dropped off the screen. You know, so mm. they said, okay, they going to this school, they live in this village, and they doing this and they doing that. You know, say in South Carolina mm. is number one in the state of, um, you know, slave labor with these Mexicans mm-hmm. working in in these different fields. You know, saying because they know that they work they tail off day and night. You know, saying and you don't have to give them no orders, just tell them what to do, and they know it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they captured their their parents over there in Mexico or places like that, and so they had to send a certain amount of money to their parents so that they got them in a you know catch twenty two situation, and mm-hmm. then the one that transport them over here they got to pay them, so that's why you would have like fifteen Mexicans in one house. Yeah. And yep. when I go to Walmart, you don't see them during the daytime, but you'll see them in Walmart, you mm-hmm. know, at nighttime. You know what I'm saying? What? And so, but, you know, I'm very... They hanging out at Walmart at night? <laughs> at night. At night. <laughs> I'm joking. You know, they got, like, two shopping bags, every carts of, of food and pulling out a wad. And, but I look at yeah. their culture and, and say that if we, as melanated yep. people, if we can have 15 of us in the, in the same house pulling our resources together, you see what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. And, it, 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 but how good we will be today, but shoot, we'll 
have 15 people in the house, and then we fighting over who got the last drop of Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know? So I'm very observant of my surroundings and a lot of things that's going on. I might just don't address those issues because, you know, it's not my, you know, feel. I, I have a deep concern and deep passion for, mm-hmm. you know, all people, but I have to focus on the melanated people first because we yeah. are in the most dying of need. That's right. So, That's right. you know, it's, there's a book that I have. It's called Spiritual Warriors Are, Are Healers, and that's mm-hmm. by Mofandisha. And that brother right there, he is real deep, deep because he brings things into another another realm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to read. I just want to read a little bit in short. And okay. the title is Be- Becoming Her Ruth. And it says, each African spiritual warrior must become her rule. Her rule mm-hmm. fights for liberation and freedom through excellence. When a human body temple is functioning with excellence, mentally and physically and spiritually, it turns against the erosionist and diseased tissue. It destroys any element that would try to choke or disrupt it's international harmony. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when we become Haru, you know, we act with excellence. And so mm-hmm. I just leave that right there because it's a pretty good oh, um, that's nice. paragraph. And so mm-hmm. I, in retrospect for that, I guess we are all got to become one, you know, Haru. You know, mm-hmm. and that's following with the principles along with our our true nature. You know, yes. and it also deals with the nature. You know, all everything mm-hmm. in existence comes from the nature. Some yes. of us call call it God. You know, saying mm-hmm. the Lord, but ultimately, mm-hmm. they don't. They didn't want you to know where that real source of energy is at. Because then once you know what that one source is and you tap into it, they won't be able to control it. And you said it uh, wonderfully about the woman, you know, saying when you want to protect your son, your son is not going to go, you know, into no prison industry because you will summon your power with the mm-hmm. cosmos and with the universe to show them that, look, I have power if I just think about it and if yeah. I summon it. So. This book right here, you know, it, you know, touches with a lot of things that you were just saying. I said, oh, boy, it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. I got this book, you know, and I, and oh, wow. the book two is out and it's real deep, you know. Wow. Us, and then elaborating on what Brother Moon is saying about our vibrations and dealing with our chakra and dealing with our third eye and mm-hmm. how the music industry and the blue light is attacking, you know, our, you know, central nervous system and yes. our brain. That's and right. And I, I took a picture of a tower in Georgetown here, and it has two big balls on it. And it's mm. just something. I was sitting at the water park, and something said, look to my left, and I looked. And so I had to take a picture of it. Mm. And then when I was on... I was on some sites that were saying that that tower right there sends out different 
wavelengths that only the, the mind can pick it up, and it will cause a person to act other than themselves. Oh, so, wow. You know, and, and it's deep, even with the um, cell phone tower. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how that plays a major role in our thinking capacity when it's dealing with our third eye or our chakra or um, our prenatal gland. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because everything that's around us, they knew that we were going to rise up, but they just seemed anticipating that we can overcome all of this. You know, right. that we are facing, but you have to be in tune and you have to be in line with the mm-hmm. right source. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Because, that because when you were talking, just just to add another thing, there's a brother that was um that was standing with uh, Minister Farrakhan. I just saw it on Facebook, but he was talking about the hip hop industry and how the original sound is not what the sound is now. He was saying how. Lil Wayne and different ones have been pivoted by the um, Caucasoid to to uh, talk about more guns, pimping, you know, prostituting, uh, talking about women as bitches and that type of thing. That's what they wanted to, to govern them, and then they give them contracts to where they cannot refuse because they're looking at, okay, I can feed massive amount of people, but the, but the, uh, the impression that you left on their thinking and, and, the, and how you housed a, a person's thinking and persuaded them was in the 70s and the 60s, Brother Minister Henry, I know you understand when I say that, the music that we listen to, we might have been talking about a flower, but we really was talking about the woman's anatomy. But we had a clever way of saying it that was classy. You know, and we were talking about rainbow. We were talking about the love that we developed between man and a woman. But they took it and made it porn, and they took it and made it the 666, the nasty thing. You know, so right. our, we, never, we never had that low vibrational thinking because we're not beastie. We're not the bestiality. We don't believe in sleeping with dogs. That's not our culture. We don't believe in letting the dog lick you in the mouth. That's not our culture. We really right. in Wobble, we don't have animals or pets in our homes. That's that's one of our first laws. You know, but that's not to criticize nobody else. A dog is for protection. If you got it for protection, that's fine. I don't want no dog sleeping in my bed. You know, and I sure don't want them licking out my plate. You know, it's folks that that let their dogs eat out their plate. That's my baby. No, it's not a baby. It's a four-legged animal. That's his relative. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why he embraced yeah. him more than you because that's a part of his DNA. Right. That's a part of his DNA. And one thing you got to understand is that um, some dumb dogs, you know what I'm saying, open up the gateway, you know what I'm saying, for lower beings. You understand, right. like, like, because the humanoid ears can only hear above 20 hertz. Right. right? And there's still sound, you know what I'm saying, that's 19 hertz all the way down to one. There's still sound, there's still vibration, but the thing is, the humanoid or the human ear doesn't hear it. But dogs are able to hear that, to hear them sound. So Say that shit. There's sounds, you know what I'm saying, below 20 hertz that mean that they're able to tune themselves into lower dimensions, lower frequencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since they're able to do that, you know what I'm saying, usually, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're demonic entities that, that resonate in lower frequencies. So they, 
you know what I'm saying, had a capability, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 possessing them spirits. Right. And that possessing them spirit, they project into you. So people don't realize that's why, you know what I'm saying, Dr. York came out with the book called The Dog. Exactly. Looking that to us and let us know that we need to stay away from them shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're not, they're wild animals. But you've been exactly. that they were domesticated. Right, right. So, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean we, we, we really got to understand, man, that the main objective of this warfare, man, is vibrational. That's mm-hmm. why I think you come up with a new music. They want to pay you millions of dollars for archinated because, man, because they will... They can control a massive amount of people. people. They'll spend any amount of fucking money that they could spend in order to block you from that etheric connection. That you connection. Right? That's right. The reason why, because if they can do that, then they could parasite off you. They could live off you. You know what I'm saying? Right. You as a people is the highest motherfucking commodity on the planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we're the biggest consumer. During the times of the shipping sales, you know what I'm saying? You was the highest motherfucking commodity. You're the highest fucking commodity. The kind of business, you're the highest commodity. The kind of science, you're the highest commodity. When it comes to mathematics, you're the highest commodity. When it comes to anything, you produce the most fucking wealth. The land that you come from produces the most fucking wealth. You're the most valuable thing on the fucking planet, and that's why they will spend millions and billions of dollars to block your civil force and to oppress you. Wow. So every day you wake up, you know what I'm saying, there's nothing you know subconsciously that you would die. But there's no mm. that they can humiliate you so much that you won't see the divinity within yourself. Now, exactly. Humiliation, but karma is a motherfucker. Yes, you know, we've been through, they're going to suffer that shit ten times worse. That's yeah. horrible. That's and horrible. The truth, the truth bring that, bring that humiliation. We just come with the motherfucking truth. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I wanted to mention one other thing. <clears throat> um, you kind of touched on it earlier, but um, Mr. York told us that um, Diane, Diane Sawyer did a whole interview about the prison system and what it actually does to your DNA. And and he told us to look for that video, um, you know, as a as a legal team. I haven't seen that one, but I've seen other ones like it. But he says it gets down in your DNA and it stays there. So that means generationally, you you'll look and see. Wait a minute, this happened to my father, my father's father, and my father's father's father. So it's four generations deep. That means it's locked into your cells incarceration for right. generations. Even though you might be released, it's still gonna it's gonna affect to your fourth generation. Cause it's oh. it's like a it's like a what way he explained some things to us is like a groove. Like a, when we were kids we would put a, a record, a forty five on the um record player, that's what we call it, record player. Before we had eight track tapes, so you know maybe that's going back too far for some of y'all. But um, when you when you play that record, you like so much, you know uh, the Funkadelics, you know or Stoplight, 
red light, neon light. So when we get to it, when we really get into the groove, then it's scratch. That's what happens in your DNA when you end up incarcerated. So no matter how many times you clean it with alcohol, that gas is there. And every time you get back to that same diameter, you're going to hear that same skip because it's engraved in your DNA. Beautiful thing. And you know what? The mm-hmm. DNA, you know what I'm saying, alters the RNA. DNA and the RNA right. coincide. And what people need to understand is that the RNA is affected by the environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why you're saying, you know, environment was designed a certain way. That's why, you know what I'm saying, they got they certain environments is destined for you. As you just mentioned, wow. wow. that's destined for you because it affects the RNA. The RNA influences the DNA. Yes. And so yep. that's why it is the type of environment that you was in is very important and very vital. Because yes. you think about it, man, I mean, the, 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 the whole concept of you being put into fucking charges, you know what I'm saying, was the fuck with your sanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, made, mm-hmm. that, that that type of environment made people insane. You're living in a building, five thousand fucking people around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your floor, <laughs> on your floor alone, just on that, on one floor. Yeah. You condensed. Yeah. You packed. Right. You know what I mean, and then when you and then when you leave the project, motherfucker, wonder why you're going crazy. Exactly. That's exactly, and then wait a minute. Don't 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 forget about how they interrogate the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying, and and then give you a script to say so you can incarcerate yourself. You know, yeah. and then it, it's tell you, well, if you want to go home, just go ahead, just read this script, and then I promise you, I'll find a way to get you home. I'll I'll get you home. You'll see your mom, your dad again, your little puppy. You know, you got <laughs> locked up. You got locked the fuck up, okay? Right, Never to be right. seen again. You know, so they got a 300-year plan on how to keep you incarcerated. So that could be from a minor traffic ticket. You get a minor traffic ticket, you get pulled over. That, that ticket is $300 because you're in a school zone, okay? But you right. just got a job. You just got a job, so guess what? Now you done lost that job. Okay, because you got to go to court. You're going to explain to your, to your boss that you just met that you got to go to court. Okay? Um, so that's not working out too good. So then when you do go to court, you can't pay the fines. Why you can't pay the fines? You lost right. your job. Okay? Uh-huh. So then you lose your job. Then you got to go pay fines. You got to be in probation. You're going to be put on both probation because you can't afford to pay. The ticket is $300. But you end up doing six months time because you got pulled over in a school zone, you see, and you got a $300 ticket that you can't afford, and maybe you got a sick baby at home. Who knows what your situation is? But it's very hard for you to dig your way out of it. You know? This this one most people want to run away from. All right, people want to run away from this. In order to avoid, you know what I'm saying, this whole type of situation, you have to master science and mathematics and the law behind it. And the mm-hmm. reason you know, people want to run away from that because yeah. they know that it's not going to be comfortable. 
mastering right. the mathematics and the law behind it because those subjects right there are very challenging. Those stuff mm-hmm. be very intense. They will bring you out of your comfort zone. Everybody That's just right. want to look into the history. You know what I mean? Everybody just want to quote the problem. Mm-hmm. Everybody just talk about the solution. You know what I mean? But in order to yep. apply the solution, you got to apply the solution mathematically, scientifically, mm-hmm. and thoughtfully. That's right. That would be the most effective. So we, when we're talking about this whole vibration and frequency, you know what I mean? That's mathematics. You know what I'm saying? That's science. Of this, you know what I'm saying, conference is law. Exactly. You know I mean? We're talking about law, we're talking about mathematics, we're talking about science. You know what I mean? So, in order mm-hmm. to, to avoid that, because I mean, you've got a lot of, because a lot of people out there, they talk, you know what I'm saying, they, they acknowledge the, they acknowledge the facts, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, do they know chemistry? They know, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they know biology. Right. You know Do they know calculus? Mm-hmm. Do they know trigonometry? You know, All those things know. really are self-built. They're built inside of us, you know? Do they know sovereign law? Do they know sovereign law? It's built inside of you, but you got to make effort, you know what I'm saying, to bring it yeah. outside of you. You know what I mean? You got to right. make effort. Right. You can say built, in, built inside of me. You know what I mean? And just go out and then go hip-hopping around the neighborhood and shit. You know what I mean? Yep. Thinking, thinking something's going to happen for you because, nah, it's always within you, but you got you to gotta bring it out. You yeah. got to sharpen it. And the way that you bring it out, you know what I'm saying, through the pressure, you know what I'm saying, of embracing it. You know what I'm saying? In order for it to come mm-hmm. out, a pressure yes. got to be applied. You know that's saying? right. And, that, and that's what we want to run away from. We want to say it's already inside of us. So we can run away from applicating it. So we can run away from learning it. So we can run away from Because that one thing I noticed, man, when it comes to those three subjects, motherfuckers run away, man. Yeah. They want to come up with every goddamn excuse, you know what I'm saying, to avoid mm-hmm. applicating it, to avoid, yeah. you know what I'm saying, embracing it, to avoid mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm guilty of that. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Henry threw me on that, right? Yes, yes, sir. yes sir. Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, I, I know, because every time when I come with them subjects, motherfuckers run away. Mm-hmm. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get into the mathematics, see? They run away. We're looking to the well, the they ain't going to be able to run. They ain't going to be able to run away from what we got for them. Ain't the nowhere to run. Let's get the law with it. They run away. Mm-hmm. They flee. Or they get hostile because they don't want to do it. Bring them out of their comfort zone. Well, if you don't do it, man, then keep on embracing the same damn situation you've been embracing. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. Go ahead, bro. Man, it ain't going to change until you apply that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, every, everything is mathematics. You know what I mean? If you, if you want to get your money straight, you gotta you gotta apply the mathematics of decimal and percentages. You know what I'm saying? If you want to engineer your own civilization, you gotta know the mathematics. You know what I'm saying? That's correct. Numbers, That's right. You know what I mean? Calculus. Mm-hmm. You, know what I'm saying? you wanna yeah. you wanna um you know what I'm saying build infrastructures and structures on your land. You gotta know the mathematics of surveying. So if you wanna do if people want to do any of these things they're talking about, 
They have to know the mathematics. You want to, That's you want true. to become a developing economics and you at least got to know the mathematics of science, uh, statistics. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, I know it's a lot of areas that I'm not, you know, mastering. Um, but this one, the Not Guilty show is my baby. And so I'll focus on, you know, the injustice of Nubian people, you know, and people That's of Lord. color. Lord, I'm not going to away from that. I mean, we can talk yeah. about the events that's taking place. All right, that's cool. But, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you want to be effective, you know what I mean? You have to apply the law. Yeah, always. Um, and that's um, what we'll discuss, too, what is the law? Because a lot of people don't know what the law is. You know, um, because you had those that were the high ruling, and then you have those that go by uh, rules and um, you know, articles and things like that, where we were the highest-ranking members of society, and we are the ones that civilized the uncivilized. So the law starts with me is the word of God, because whatever comes out of the mouth of God, that's what the law is. You can't add to it or take away from it, you know. And so we know where our dynasties and our rulerships come from, you know, all of our laws come from Ma'at, you know, come from Egypt, you know, and so that's where I get my start from. And so when I look at the overpopulation of the prison system and I look at the large number of our people that are in there, you know, um, you got to think, well, how do these people function every day, you know, and they're there because they're not going to clock in and out, you know, like a job. They can't say call in and say they're sick, you know, uh, because it's snowing outside or because it's raining. They they can't call in, you know. They have to constantly be of a production, and so um, you have big restaurants, you know, that do employ these people, uh, and they get, of course, little to no wage, right. you know, right. and so. When you have when you have something like that, I went and looked and you see how McDonald's uses the prison system to create the uniforms, you know. But when you're sitting down and you're eating a Happy Meal, you know, and you discover what's in the meat is part human, you know, then you decide, okay, wait a minute. This is constantly what is feeding the prison system. And this is a form of vampirism because you're going to bleed the shit out of your people. You know, if you're not stripping them and using their skin for leather, because that's that's also part of it, you got a, a whole system underground where people's organs are being taken. Now, I won't mesh those two things together, but those are things that are happening in society. And you have people at an enormous rate that are being kidnapped. You know, every day now is somebody closer and closer to you, you know. Right. So you got to ask yourself, what is happening with these people? You know, and when I I got pulled over by Sheriff Seals back in um, 2005, let me see. No, no, it was uh, it was uh, 98, and he had one of his buddies pull me over. We were leaving. We go every day, leave uh, Tamaray, which is in, in um, Egypt, of the west, which is in uh, Putnam County, Edenton, Georgia. And so the sheriff began to monitor all of us. They started doing roadblocks and everything. So we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have all kinds of people that are tax-paying people 
that left where they were. A lot of people left uh, New York. A lot of people left. I'm from Chicago. You got people that are Christians. You got people that are Muslims. You got people that just want to live together like we always have tribally. And we moved there, and we started to invest our monies together. We built pyramids. That's just what we wanted to do, okay? And so this sheriff found it ironic that black people would start to move together, populate together, eat together, you know what I'm saying, and commune together. And he started a campaign, a smear campaign, and that smear was to start, he started off saying stuff like uh, Mr. York uh, built uh, Ramesses, which is a social club, like a cotton club, um, that whole environment. He built a social club. People like Erica Badu came there, a music soul child. There's different people that can, can vouch for that. But such a nice place. And so he said, we worship animals. We worship animals and we worship people. And we, we, it, was, it was all kinds of stuff that he conjugated, you know, um, where he wanted to make excuses for why we couldn't get building codes because we were building more stuff in three years than they had built in Putnam County in 400. Okay, and so all they had was Burr Rabbit, where they had these, these this white man to sit in the front front window of downtown Putnam County, and he's supposed to have been rocking uh, in the front window to uh, tell stories to little children. Well, they called him Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus was a was a slave, mm-hmm. and and uh, they went and took took him and and had him stuck in this window. And so the and and so they actually did an embalming on him and and um and uh put him in his front window. And so when all the Europeans would walk downtown Atlanta, I mean uh they walk downtown Eatonton, Georgia, they would say, uh, "Mommy, look at the dummy in the window." You know. So there's this story. This is there's there's a person that wrote this book called Chickens Come Home to Roost that tell all about the history of Putnam County and how evil they are. But this sheriff sheriff Howard Richard Seals, he did he started the witch hunt, and because he saw Mr. York building things at an at enormous rate, and when people would come to to Edenton, they would have to drive through to pass where we had built the pyramids, you open up this whole roadside, open up and you see a big sphinx and you see pyramids and you see all types of things. On the front line, we had uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his own begotten son. So they, they knew that we were saying that we are the chosen people. And they had a problem with that, and they wanted to make sure that Re- Sheriff Seals said that all the people in Putnam County are his, his niggers. You know, and this is a man that hated uh, Dr. Reverend, uh, Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr., you know, and um, they had a court date for Reverend York on uh, a holiday, a federal holiday, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. So I do want to make that known, and I will be publicizing that on my Facebook page because everything that he did, I took note of it. I wrote down jots. I call people. In fact, I'm going to put on his phone, his phone number and his address to where he is. So y'all can start to ask him all the damn questions you asked Reverend York for over 40-something years, okay? Reverend York started somewhere in 1967. I'm a 1967 baby, you know, so he's been teaching for over 48 years, 
walking the streets of Atlanta, walking the streets of uh, New York, and all kinds of places uh, in Africa. He went all inside of the of the different um, uh, caves and the different pyramids and learned to to read and write the classical forms of Arabic and Aramaic, and he taught it to his children, you know, so that we as a people would never be lost again. Because the, the whole thing is it's about the language, which that's what I was saying last week, is that there was one language, and then there became confusion because they blamed it on Nimrod, which Nimrod was, was the same. He looked like uh, Dennis Rodman of today, the pictures that I saw. And he and they said he was rebellious, but he wanted to build a tower to be able to communicate with God. So that that sound like a lighthouse to you? He was a pharaoh. He was a pharaoh, and he wanted to be able to communicate with God one-on-one. So that means he must have known God's language. Okay, so but they create a whole nother uh, avenue and then make Nimrod out to be a liar and a bad guy, you know, but that's not from what from my readings. That's not necessarily so. And then they go into talking about a Christmas tree that, you know, he and his mom, that's where the original term mother fucker came from, because they were trying to say that Nimrod and his mom had a, a, a sexual relationship, which in our race, if it happened, we as Nubian people kept the bloodline strong. That's what we were doing. If you call and talk about the Caucasian, they cannot do that because their seed and their race is already weak. So they don't have the strength to be able to. So we wanted to keep our blood pure. So that's why Abraham's sister, which was Sarah, was also his wife. That's part of our culture. But when they do it, it's incest. But we always kept our family line strong, you know. So um, that that also, you know, it, that is because it's the law. The law starts with the word, and the word is it stems from a language, and a language will take you to an actual place. Like Japanese come from Japan, like Chinese come from China, Filipinos come from the Philippines. Okay, where the hell do niggas come from? Where the black Americans come from, it's not a such thing. Because once you realize your origin, then you will not deal with that bull crap. You'll go float right past this cop stuff that they're doing. And fear will not come into you because you'll know who you are. Once you know your language, you will know who you are. And that's what's going to make the distinction between the tribe of Judah you know, the tribe, all these different tribes, it, it will cut you down and you go straight to the top because you know your origin. So that is very important. Brother, I'm how much time do we have? We have about 30 more minutes. I just feel like I've been talking forever. But, yeah, yeah I want to let... I want to let the sister, I want to let the sister give a little bit more because she's very much more uh, um, astute as a, as a student in the language than I am. Um, I have studied it and I have taught the different things to my children um, and it's there. Now, <clears throat> hopefully they will access it, you know, because it's very important. Um, but I want, to let, I want to let her expound a little bit. Did you have something else you were going to say? Oh no no! I'm gonna have to look at this. Okay, can you explain something? Uh, how you doing? 
Hello? Yeah, we here. Okay, let's <laughs> make sure you Yes, but what she was basically saying was the language does come from the root of um, of Africa. And once you learn your language, then you learn who you are. And once you learn who you are, then you can better recognize yourself with what's going on. And when we're talking about not guilty, most of us don't know. We don't know the law. We don't know the language. We don't know who we are. We don't know a lot of things. So that's when we have to come back and go, okay, well, let me see what's going on with this charge because they'll charge you for something that you have no idea uh, what it is, and you'll look like, well, what is this? And when you research it, right, then you see, oh, I didn't do this. And so you put me for a crime that I didn't even commit, and, and especially when you, that's what we need to do with our, our whole lives. When we speak our language, when we do certain things, we need to go, well, wait a minute, this this isn't me. This is this is not what I'm doing. You go to the constitutional rights. And like she was saying, like you were saying before, a second-class citizen. When you look at that in the um, in the First Amendment, it says that the fact that you're black, you're not even a whole citizen. It still says that in our Constitution to this day now, in 2015. So we don't even know that. And when you go to them courts and you say your name and it's in all caps, but you don't know it's in all caps. The judge just reads your name, and when you say yes or you respond to him, then you surrender over your rights. You know what I'm saying? So it's time to learn history, law, all of these things that we know who we are because most of us are Moorish anyway. And the Moorish was the ones who came over here and wasn't slaves. So if you wasn't a slave, these laws don't even apply to you because now you know you're in indigenous status. Now you know who you are. So now you know these laws, based on what you're talking about, don't apply. Secondly, you kidnapped me from my homeland and you brought me here and you want me to live in your way of life. You know, we was in Africa 400 years ago when you kidnapped us. So now you kid and you do these and then you say follow our laws or follow our rules and follow our regulations and then you imprisonment all of these uh these black people, right, to keep the separation going. That's what it is. The separation of prison system is nothing but a money game. It's separating the people from their culture, the way they think and everything. So they constantly pump gangsterness and, and violence and all this stuff on T V on television, and then all the children that are dying, like Trayvon Martin and things like this, they're doing that to keep pumping fear into us. That's a fear game. Oh, be scared of the cops because they know that people uh, started to not be scared of the cops. If you go in certain cities like Chicago, if you go in certain cities like Philadelphia, they have games that they don't even speak about on television because it's going to promote the fact that I am not fearful because we're not fearful beings. So all of this is a, a game or a system, like you said, not guilty. And they push it, constantly pushes the further down south we go. They push this fear. They push this uh, who you are. And the more you don't know who you are, the more you're going to suffer from their system because you're not focusing and studying on who you are. You have to put that television or television down and pick, like you said, pick up a book, read, research, leave the country. Figure out who you are. Know your ancestors. And don't abide by these laws because then you go, I don't abide by these laws. You're not even from here. All of y'all are immigrants. Every last one of y'all are immigrants. But you come here and try to rule or judge over me. Or should I say laws because rules and laws is different. We have rules as Africans. We always had rules. You don't break rules. But laws is always a loophole. That's why they go, oh, well, this word, and if you said it this way, then you can get away with murder. But since you did, did this traffic violation, you did something else, uh, you, got, you had to pay all these bills, and now you got to do six months of prison. But somebody just killed somebody. But his wording was different. So it's a game. And it's this game system that's trying to constantly keep our black people suppressed. 
But the more we don't study, the more we don't know, the more we're going to be stuck into the system. Because, again, we're not from here. None of us are. Everybody that's over here is immigrants, except for the people who was here when it broke when it broke apart, which was the natives. And the natives, Americans, are mixed with Asians and uh, Negroids because it was one planet at first before it broke off. It was it was one continent. Now it's seven continents. It was called Pangea. That one continent was Pangea. That one continent broke off and became seven different continents. And when that happened, the people who stayed, which is now they call America or North America, was those Asians and those blacks who stayed here and, and wound up mixing, and they called them Native Americans because they're Native to this land because that's what they was when, it, when the continents just occurred. So... But what I'm saying, we're not from here. We're from Africa. That's where we're from. We're kidnapped from Africa. These same people, uh, these these lawyers, these government, these judges here in America that's in a white society or white America, came from England. So they say, so they teach in our history uh, uh, books in school, came from England because they didn't want to be Catholics. And they came over here so they can worship and do whatever they wanted to do and, and live in their country because it's supposed to be the land of the free. But how is it the land of the free if you're constantly trying to arrest or persecute me or my people? You know what I'm saying? So y'all ran and escaped from that religion, that Catholic, because if you was a Catholic, you'd die, you know what I'm saying, to come here to imprison the ones that you kidnapped because they want to be free and do as they wish. So, again, this is all a game. You always have to know your history. You always have to constantly go back and research who you are. Then you can get around this bullshit, you know what I'm saying, because it's all it is. How do they have the rule over you? Because you give them the power to rule over you. Once you release that power and give them back everything, they can no longer rule over you. You know who you are. You become your own individual. Those who are native safe, those who have got go home. Go home. Go to where you're from. That's the best way to beat the system. Learn learn your language. Learn who you are. Learn your beings. Call on your people. Call, we constantly go through things and sufferings all the time, and we go, well, God doesn't help me or, or Allah doesn't help me. This is the black race, right? Again, this is spiritual uh, or religious, as someone said, but this is still our culture, and we have to constantly input our culture into our community so we can know who we are and we know who we go to. So being that you don't know who you are, and you're here, you call on the wrong God, that's why you constantly suffer. You have to call on your ancestors and your way of life, and then you will receive help. But we have to learn this because it's a spiritual warfare as long as a mental warfare along with this physical warfare. We have to apply all three in our life, and we forgot that burial. We forgot that. We just think we're dealing with just physical, and we need law, and we need lawyers. You're dealing with all aspects. In your life. When you have your body, you have the soul, you have the spirit, and you have the flesh. That's three. And this world is material, mental, and physical. So once we learn these concepts and learn where we go, we'll be better off as a people, as a race. And we have to remember, everyone came from Africa. You know, race, uh, where you're from, the islands, none of that matters. Learn the language. It was one language that broke off and became more because every language roots back to Nwapi. Every language you speak has a whopping word in it. So that means this was the first language, and that means it was the first people. But yes, you're trying to rule me. So, again, it's time to give them back their stuff. Once you give them back everything, you will be fine. Give them back everything. Of course, if you decide to stay in America or Saudi Arabia or wherever you're from, follow the laws of that land because that's where you're from. But at the same time, get to know who you are, study, research, learn, evolve as a people, as an individual. 
That means look at these laws and see what they are. Because if you want to be a second-class citizen, then you will answer to him in the courts. Because remember, our names in the capital letters is, is an organization anyway. That's how they was getting their money from China. Because they were saying they had all these businesses, but it was people. Ruth Stillman, or whatever your name is, uh, John Montgomery, whatever your name is, is on your birth certificate in all capital letters. They're all capital letters are stating that you was a business. So when they went over to China to do business with them, they said, this is my business. Can I get some money or a loan, as you would say? They said, okay. So when you go in to, to um, answer in court with all caps, because you're not seeing that paper that judge looking at, you waived your right to being a first-class citizen or a human being, right? And, of course, they want to build up the prison system because they're in debt with China. So they put you in a prison system so you can work for free labor so they can get their money back. It's all a game, all a game. So we all have to, to learn and research everything, our history, the laws of the land that we live in, things like that, so we can evolve as a people. And like you mentioned before, we need to have education on this, especially law, because they're targeting us with, with, with bogus charges. And there's people in prison all over. In uh, California, they had something where they're going in a woman prison and sterilizing them so they don't have children. So when they come out of prison, they won't be on the welfare system. Because, you know, if you're a felon and you go to prison, like you mentioned before, it's hard to get a job. It's hard to get a place. It's hard to, so you have to go back to the government to get these things to survive and maintain. So they're sterilizing the women in California prisons so it will be less welfare. That's, that's inhumane. You're violating inhumane rights. You understand? So it's about learning and studying and researching law in every aspect of your life, your law, your culture, everything. So things like this won't happen, and that has to be explored and investigated because that's, that is inhumane. You do not sterilize people because you don't want to give them government funding when you put them in prison in the first place. Right, right. And, and to go back down, to go back down to what I said earlier, you know what I'm saying? We got to study and apply the law of this, the mathematics, you know what I'm saying, the science of this. And the law, you know what I'm saying, that you were just stating is exactly what we need to focus on. You know what I mean? We, we, need to, we need to get this shit correct, you know what I'm saying, in regards of what we call ourselves, you know what I'm saying, what we identify ourselves as, you know what I mean? Because one of, one of their main objectives, you know what I'm saying, that they use against us is the law. That's the biggest tool that they use against us. It's the exactly. law. You know what I'm saying? And shit, when the fuck niggas gonna realize this shit and really go into the law, how 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 the law is being used against us? Shit, man, every motherfucker should be a goddamn attorney or lawyer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something That's that true. associated with this shit, for real. I mean we all should be spending this shit diligently. Because that's that's our that's our weakness right now. That's our weakness, and how how we being targeted? How the fuck are we gonna let this shit slip our fingers? You know what right. I mean? The, the less oppressed, you know what I mean, and don't they self more into the law? You know what I mean? And you know, it should not being used against them like it's being used against us. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of them embrace that you know, to attack us. You know what I mean? It's kind of fucked up. You know what I'm saying? That we that, that we got people, man, that, that spend their time, you know, and their resources to fuck with us. 
And we got, and because of that, you know what I'm saying, we got to spend our time, not resources to defend ourselves. You understand? Exactly. Exactly. So I just wanted to, I, I just wanted to add also, um, <clears throat> because research takes time and because um, the things that we do, we have to be very thorough, um, production is going to be very important. Production for me is once I put on screen or once I say something across the air, it doesn't just stop with with our ears. It goes out into the universe. So I just want to make sure we're giving the right information so that our people will begin to feel a sense of comfort that they can trust us and that this is many, many hours. Mr. York sacrificed his life for us because he realized we couldn't see it because we were so ill. That's how much of a spell we were put up under that not until the video camera came out, we knew that we were being lynched and we were being killed and we were being framed for a lot of things, but we didn't realize how enormous it was. So when the mirror was put in front of us, then we started to see the reflection. And the mirror is the camera. And that has that has a lot of power. And it's and it's kinda hard to get past, you know, once you see something on video. And Usually, if you go into a court of law, like with Zimmerman, I don't want to get a lot, lot into off of that and Trayvon Martin, but that was our first experience where they showed us they don't give a F about us because what we saw on camera already gave us a verdict. We knew that he was guilty. He didn't have a conscience. We was expecting him to have a conscience, but they don't have a conscience. And you're expecting that one day they're going to accept you. One day they're going to like us. They're not never going to like us. They hate us to the core for the gold that's inside of our blood, for the melanin that's inside of our blood. They hate us because our parents always said they was coming back for us. And they're not going to never leave us. So that's what Mr. York went into the prison system to be able to teach you. When he was as Dr. York, as as a as a musician, a, a master musician, and a, a producer, a bigger than Barry Gordy. Uh, people like Patti LaBelle know Mr. York. People like Buster Rhymes who told me, he said, you ain't got to tell me nothing about Dr. York. I know all about Dr. York. That's coming from his from his mouth to me. When I told him, I said, wait a minute, he worked with people like Patty LaBelle and all. And you didn't got to tell me nothing about Dr. York. I said, okay, Buster, come on now. <laughs> Chill. You know, but, you know, they, they, the music world, the whole world knows who Mr. York is. So when he went into what we would call clubs, people would ask him, well, why are you in here? Because they would put him at a high reverence, because he should be. But he would tell them, I'm coming in here to get you. I'm coming here to save your soul and to reform you. And when he performed or he put on a costume or a costume, it was from his homeland, you see. So he always put on his fairs or he always had on a jelly beer or he had on a wrap or whatever was appropriate because he knew he had to be the best example. 
And that's where he always has been. He's given us the best example. And he's always put himself first. He would put himself in harm's way before he would let us be in harm's way. He would put himself out there and stop and, and leave the flock to go back and get one lost lamb or lost sheep. And that's been his way. So we have to keep his laws and we have to keep the rules, which is live up for by one another. And that's easy, you know, and just be the better of yourself. Start to raise your consciousness level, you know. Stop thinking everything sex, sex, sex. Trace your your thoughts and look at the things that you think through a day, through an hour, and think of what am I thinking about? What am I applying myself to, my thoughts? What am I putting that toward? What am I investing in myself and in my children? You know, and when you start to think that, you're going to think less of Lil Wayne, you're going to think less of Beyonce, you're going to think less of Jay-Z, Jeezy, Buster. You're going to stop looking at them, Charles Barkley, Michael, Michael Jordan, who really paid into the prison system. He probably is the biggest freaking sponsor there is with them damn stupid-ass Air Jordans. I bet y'all got on some now, but that's okay. <laughs> um but I want some, uh, ask, as, a, as a Nubian culture, why don't we ask them for some of that damn money back? Tell them to start reinvesting in the prison to get people out and get housing for people. Like, who was that? Beyonce just spent $7 billion. Yep. Okay. And, and, and um, uh, Magic Johnson just spent how much, how many millions to de- for, for uh, development of Nubian people? You know, so we got the help out there. I do want to say this right quick. Indiegogo.com, Mira Am's Productions, this is the Not Guilty Show. This is the Not Guilty Show, and I want to tell you that you need to stop treating yourself like a criminal. You are not a criminal. Raise your consciousness. Don't allow somebody else to treat you like a criminal. Stop selling drugs in your neighborhoods. We don't need no wrong drugs to be able to differentiate and know that that's wrong. We can't put drugs in our communities and expect our children to become astronauts and scientists and, you know, engineers, airplane pilots, uh, carpenters. We can't expect to develop from a, of a, a, a faulty tree. If the tree is barren, then you need to cut it down. So, you know, it's very important that we start to develop our children right from the womb. And we have to watch what we eat. We have to watch what we're thinking about. We got to watch what we take in, the people that we're around. And we can't, I had no arguments with anyone when I had my son. I did martial arts. I jumped rope. I boxed. I skated. I did everything that I was doing before I got pregnant. So my son does all that. Tai Chi does all different, three, four different forms of martial arts. And it's not, we are extraterrestrial. If you put that in the child when they're first born, that's what they grow up knowing. So you have to introduce them to the elements. You got to introduce them to the elemental chart. You got to introduce them to why is there's a rainbow and and the colors in the rainbow. You got to introduce them to things about the ear, you know, like uh, uh, explaining what is the ear and how it looks like a baby. You got to talk with them about the Mars and Pluto and the the 12 planets, you know, that the sun is a planet. You know, you got to talk about how the, how the planets evolve around the sun. And if the sun ceases to shine, there ain't going to be no law. There ain't going to be no not guilty or guilty. 
It's going to be a cease of existence. So the people ask, well, what do you worship? What God do you worship? I don't worship anything or anybody, but I know if that sun stops shining, then we all going to cease to exist. So, you know, those are the things that I want to add, and I will have, as we go along, we will become even better. And um, we'll give people a visual. But while Reverend York is in prison, I do not feel comfortable or safe going in front of a camera unless I have massive security. Unless NOI come. And I'm definitely trying to get to the Minister Farrakhan because he did send out shouts for Reverend York uh, a couple of weeks ago. And they were definitely focused in on the Million Man March. And while I'm speaking about that, why in the hell didn't CNN cover that? Why didn't CNN cover that? I didn't see nothing about the Million Man March happening in Washington, D.C., the capital, and you don't even really publicize it? Why? Because you must be anti-Semitic, huh? What they accused uh, Farrakhan of. He ain't anti-Semitic. He's pro-black. He's pro-Nubian. He for his people, you know? So, and he's been doing that for many years. He ain't just started. And Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught a lot of brothers and sisters. I personally saw where Honorable Elijah Muhammad raised up prostitution and made, made Muslims out of the women that were told that they need to use their body as a token and took brothers off of the street as pimps and raised them and made them to be Muslims, pure Muslims. Okay, now what these other niggas is doing, now you got always, you got one crazy that goes in the church. You got one crazy that's going to go in the mosque. So you can't be responsible for everybody, but as a priest, you do your very best. And that's what I saw from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad when he raised Malcolm X. And I will say this, as a Nubian woman, I can say this about my brother, my brother Malcolm X. He had no business discussing what went on in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's home and with his wives, how many wives he had and all that it has shit to do with his ability to lead a people that was already struggling. And maybe them brothers needed more than one wife. Shit. You know? So I want to close with that, Brother Amun. Right, right, right. It's about that time anyway. It's about that time anyway. Okay. All right. yeah, it was a beautiful build, though. You know, so I really enjoyed this episode. Really. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll have that. many chronicles. We'll have. We'll have. I'm sorry. I'll just say this real quick. We'll have many chronicles, and the, and the sister will have her own segment that that we'll do, and um, <clears throat> you know, it'll go in, in more intense. But we're gonna build this economic structure and it'll happen very fast and so we can all use the indiegogo because a hundred percent of that is going to uh the prison reform and so we'll be able to take care of uh, things like if you have to fly uh if we have to meet up together or if we want to send a signal to your father who's in california shout out to the brother ray um you know, we'll be, it's so much we can do. We can do some drone interviews, you know, where we could do some peace walks uh, to, to make peace on the planet. And so, you know, we'll start planning those different events very soon. And also in DeKalb County at the Port of Sanford, uh, it's a 500-seat theater that I would like to have uh, our event. If we could do it before November, I mean, before January, 
as for January the 1st, I'm going to write a letter to ask for permission to be able to use the Port of Sanford for the Not Guilty show. Um, and I and I will check with um, the the brother, the commissioner Larry Johnson uh, does a lot of functions throughout DeKalb County, but the Port of Sanford I think is his baby. So um, yeah, I, I want to just introduce that. And did I interrupt the brother Henry? Oh no, no, brother Henry, you know, um, had to sign off. Okay. Yeah, brother Henry had to sign off. But yeah, you All know, right. Monday, you know, what I'm saying we brought a. Um, Go ahead and do this, you know, uh, save our youth economic conference. Yeah. Uh, you go ahead and uh, invite, to, invite that brother who was on with us earlier. You know, what mm-hmm. was his name again? Malcolm. It's Malcolm. Ma- Malcolm. It's spelled E-R-R-O-L. I think it's E E R R O L L. I believe that's how it's spelled. And Malcolm, M-A-L-C-O-L-M. Right, right. So I'll I'll definitely get text you his information. All right, yeah, that'd be the, that'd be the special call. You know, I guess I hear from you again at the same mm-hmm. time on the yeah. same time, same channel. You know, next yeah. Sunday. That's right. And also, that's right. The Gabriel gonna be on the same channel around seven o'clock. You know what I mean? Okay. So, okay. Yeah, we got to build on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get that talking about two more hours from now. Okay. Yeah, any, any, any last words in closing you want to do, give me uh, a shout-out, contact information. I just want to give a shout-out to Florence A.D. Max, where Reverend Dr. Malachi York is, and I want everybody to know, whether you're listening now or you're going to listen later through YouTube, that he is coming home. Okay, and and I want to let A.D. Max know that you should have did a favor for him earlier and just released him because you knew he was a sovereign diplomat. So shouts out to all those that's at Florence A.D. Max, and Mr. York is going to look out for you. Don't worry about that. No worries. So that's my shout out. Please, for the prison reform, donate free will offering to Indiegogo.com, and that's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot C-O-M. Peace out. This is Miriam's Productions. Not guilty. Hotel, family. Hotel. What else?